Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith with the flu. (laughs) I'm Kim Morrison. Laughing at me. And I'm Cindy (laughs) O'Meara. Laughing at me. (laughs) Honestly, it's, it's, it's quite hilarious. It's quite hilarious. And yes, everybody listening to the call, I can hear you all. I can hear you all laughing in your homes and in your cars and when you're on your walks and runs. I can hear you laughing at me. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Just when she gets excited, it goes squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny to hear you without a voice from someone who has the gift of the gab and can talk under – well, you, you're just the most amazing speaker. I can talk and not underwater have with a mouthful of bubbles. I can. Let's just put it out there. Okay. <laughs> You can, you can. Well, well, now, why, Miss C, Miss Karen, do you have this no voice? Tell everybody what's happened. Mm. Well, it all started back in 1970. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes. No, I just, I've been travelling, I've been travelling a lot lately. <laughs> and I've been she's, doing... She's been on a flight. She went um, to England yeah, I went to. I went you to, have. She goes from New Zealand to. Um, I was in New Zealand for four days, and then I flew home for for a day, and then off to London, and um, had four days in the air and three days on stage. And um, <laughs> you know, I did all the right things, though. You know, like I busted my hump. I loaded up on Camu Camu and the vitamin C, and I um, I started preparing myself for about four weeks before I went. And I had all the beautiful oils and I had the oregano oil in my water and I had my spritzes and bathed myself in it the whole time that I was on the plane. <clears throat> and I put, um, I put the oils onto some salt, rock salt in a little container mm. and I sniffed the hell out of that the, <laughs> the whole way. Just, you know, as everybody's coughing and sneezing and splattering on the plane, it's terrible. Mm. So, yeah, and then on the way back... Um, I had a. I started losing my voice on Sunday. Actually, I'd finished speaking on Sunday morning, and by Sunday lunchtime, my voice started feeling really scratchy. And then by the time I got to from London to Dubai, there wasn't a sound. Mm. I wasn't even a sound. I had to write a note to check in. 
<laughs> and no doubt you would have had a little chat to your soul sister over there. Oh, my God. Did we have the best time? I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is actually really the real reason why there's yeah. no voice. Well, she okay. partied and talked and raved and probably just absolutely put herself into a place of oblivion. And uh, <laughs> let's tell the real truth, sweet pea. <laughs> well, actually, I wish I could say that because it would justify it. <laughs> it would make it feel all right. But it wasn't. I, was, I went to bed at midnight. I was a good girl. I was really good. But I did, I didn't, I did yell in Yahoo a little bit, just, just a little bit. And I did sing my heart out. I've got this <laughs> presentation that I did when I was there and it's um, got a song at the beginning of the presentation that it goes really, really loud. And in my mind, I'm not on stage singing it, but I just got <laughs> so overwhelmed with the experience that I found myself on stage singing the song as loud as I possibly could. And I think I really strained my voice there. <laughs> I wish I'd seen that. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Absolutely oh, amazing. Yeah. But well, it's interesting. It's interesting for our for our listeners because we actually all haven't caught up for quite a number of weeks and <coughs> and I think um what's been interesting with us all traveling and getting around and being all over the place is um interestingly enough at the beginning of last week I had a really sore throat kids and actually for anybody that's listening and they want to um, one of my most recent blog posts, I wrote up the 10 top things to do to look after a sore throat. So so you can go and have a little look at all of that if you like, which is all the things you've talked about, plus the manuka and honey and ginger oh, yeah. and turmeric and totally um, all magnesium, all those different things. So all the stuff you've mentioned is is all written if somebody wants to go and, and look that up, all natural remedies, of course. Um, but I found that probably for you and for everybody else, a lot of our listeners have been asking us questions lately about how we keep disciplined and how we uh, stay focused and on target. And I'm not sure whether they were directing that from a business perspective or whether they were directing it from a personal perspective, but they just wanted our go-tos on what we do to stay focused and disciplined. Um, so I guess, Kaz, the first question I'd have for you is, Obviously, for you, you would not have accounted for a sore throat, and uh, and and my question to you would be, what's your thoughts around it mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and physically as to why you got it? And secondly, what's the best way you know you're going to cure it? Um, well, <clears throat> the first thing I think of when I start to feel a little under the weather or not a hundred percent in any way is I start to think about because for me. I always think what starts in the mind manifests in the body. So the first thing I think is, so why am I doing this to myself? Because I was fine before um, the disorder, or the, I call it a disturbance. Before the disturbance arrived, I think to myself, I was here, I was fine before this disturbance arrived. So something happened to me first, and then the disturbance, could, the disturbance started using me as a host. That's the way I look at it. Because vibrationally, the, the body's vibrational frequency has to drop in order for sickness to attach itself. <clears throat> so, so for some reason, for some reason, my vibrational frequency dropped. And then I was susceptible to, you know, the flu and all of that sort of stuff from the planes. And everybody else is coughing and sneezing all over me. So, mm. <clears throat> so I think to myself, what did I do? And I think, obviously, the flying. Um... But in terms of what I was thinking, what I've been doing to myself, I think I've really pushed myself 
a lot over the last three or four years. And I've put myself through a lot of angst. Um, and this is very much from a business perspective more than anything else. <clears throat> and I think that um, with, with that comes a lot of what I'm feeling or what I have been feeling is a lot of resistance in that, you know, nobody likes to be in a position of feeling anxious and they don't like angst and they don't like stress. And they don't like pressure, particularly when it's prolonged over years. And um, I think I've done that. And now what I've found is I don't want to do that to myself anymore, but I haven't had an, a, a solution as to what else is possible because I only know what I know. And um, <clears throat> I think it's been that realization that I've been in resistance to what I've created. And it was as soon as I got that, that recognition, and really all that it was was me sitting down one afternoon just without the computer. And I was saying to myself while I was in London, I was saying to myself, so why am I doing this to myself? Why have I lost my voice? What's with my throat? What's with my voice? Because I always think whatever it is, it's related to the problem. So why, what, am I not, what am I too afraid to say to myself or say to others? Why have I lost my words? Why have I lost my ability to speak with, with power? And volume, <clears throat> and be heard. <laughs> wow, Karen. Yeah. So, mm. um, and I, and that's what I came up with, and it's been it's been really profound for me because, um, you know, I've been flirting with bringing a business partner into my business for about six months, and it was really the catalyst to say, well, actually, in point of fact, it's time. It really is time. I've I've done everything myself for a long, long time, and. It's, uh, and I've been at capacity for more than two years, but I've been trying to push through, push through, push through. And of course, I've had a couple of PAs, but still, it's not the level of support that I actually need. Um, so when I uh, made the decision, I had a couple of conversations and I've got a couple of conversations out there at the moment with a few people. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I'm feeling very clear about um, my vision and what I want to create for myself and what I want to create for the world. And I think that, you know, on one hand, we're all just these tiny little blips, all these tiny little ants running around on this massive world in this massive galaxy. And it's so temporary. You know, we don't get to stay forever. We only get to stay here for such a short period of time. So really, you know, how much does everything that we do really matter? And then, you know, the answer that I get is twofold. It's like nothing really matters but then everything really, really matters because nothing really matters, you know. So it's like it's not going to be the end of the world <clears throat> if I keep doing what I've always done the way that I've always done it. It won't be the end of the world. So it doesn't really matter. But then it really, really, really does matter because then it's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it, it's, it's kind of that whole beautiful um, dichotomy of, of, of life, you know. There's the, there's the two, two sides to it. So... I know that's probably quite a, a, a deep dive into way that, the way that I think, but I'm very clear that I'm the cause of everything that occurs in my world. And, you know, if I want to, um, if I want to get over it or if I want to find the lesson that my body's trying to teach me, then I have to really pay attention to it and be willing to ask. And I think it's not until, for me personally, it's not until I get sick like this. And I'm not sick. I mean, I'm not vomiting or anything. I've just got a really bad cough and the, um, the throat thing. But when I get something like this, it's like, yeah, okay. I had to, I had to get this in order to listen because I haven't been listening for a while. I haven't been paying attention. I've been so distracted with Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's I, actually, that. it's really interesting what you say, Karen, because 
it does feel like that. When you are doing it, doing it, doing it, it seems like everything's important and mm. everything revolves around the little world that we're in. Yeah. But then when you take a step back and you look at the evolution of the planet, of the universe, of the world, we're but a split second in a 12-month period, if we were to take it on to a 12-month, we're the last split second on the last of midnight, you know. So yeah. you're right. it's a weird dichotomy, isn't it, that that on the one hand everything's important but on the other hand nothing. <laughs> it's just we're a blimp in time. <laughs> Do you know, Cindy, you know what actually gave me that realisation? I started swimming and I was thinking of you and I thought, you know, you would, you would feel like this all the time out in the ocean. Mm. I mean, I'm just swimming in a pool but what I thought was, you know, the pool is the pool, the ocean is the ocean. It doesn't care who's in there. And who's it, the people who are in there swimming doesn't change the pool. It doesn't change the ocean. The ocean stays the way that it is. So we can get in there and be floundering around, unfocused with no clue, but it doesn't matter. The ocean doesn't change just because we're floundering around. And we can get in there and have a laser light focus and swim like a dolphin. And it doesn't matter. The pool just stays the pool. And the ocean just stays the ocean. It's kind of like life. I'm, rep- I'm using the pool and the ocean as a representation of life. And then there's all of us humans in here thinking that the- we've got to be a certain way in order to change the ocean. But the ocean's never going to change because the ocean is life. Life is life. And it's mm. kind of like the cup that holds all of us and how we play in that <clears throat> is just going to be the way that we experience this world. It's not going to be, it, it, it doesn't have to be. You know, well, I mean, it can't, you can't change the ocean. The ocean is the ocean. Life is life and it's occurring around us all the time and it holds us up and it allows us to go with flow unless we resist it. But all, it, all, that, all that the ocean wants and all that the pool wants is for us to always be in flow. So, you know, sometimes we're going to splash around, sometimes we're going to play and sometimes we're going to swim like dolphins. But either way, life is still wanting us to be in flow and it doesn't actually change. Does that make sense to anybody? <laughs> Mm, you just you missed one other. <laughs> if I was in the ocean, you missed the drowning part. <laughs> well, right to Or the being eaten by a predator, you know, like seriously, well, there was one part you missed. Well, <laughs> but even know, still, that's in flow. Well, that's why I don't swim in the ocean, actually. I saw Cindy the other day and she'd been swimming and she said, oh, thank goodness I didn't get stung by a blue bottle. And I went, I thought, oh, for goodness <laughs> sake, I was flirting with once I got my strength with swimming. I was flirting with trying to swim in the ocean. That just, that just wrecked it. I said to Cindy, I said, okay, so you need to tell me how to get over the chlorine in the pool because I can smell it in my fingernails. Oh, yeah, that's why I stopped the pool, Karen. It's horrid. I I swam in the pool. Um, When my babies were babies, I would put them in the creche at the pool um, and I'd swim for an hour with a group of girls. And, you know, after about, I don't know, a couple of years, I started to think, I smell of chlorine all the time. And that's when I started swimming in the ocean but I couldn't because I had three little kids. So it was like it was hit and miss. So it wasn't until I grew up that I went, okay, now it's my turn. <laughs> I can go swim in that ocean. Yeah. Yeah, but see, you're mm. so brave. Like you're bare grills. Bare grills. You know, you'll wade through a mud pool <laughs> and not care about all the squishy things under your feet oh, and all the worms. You're naked. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Cindy, what do you do when you start getting a little bit of a health expression or a disturbance as far as what would you do if the throat is, – is the throat the first place that goes for you? Uh, yeah, it does actually. I get a little bit of a sore throat. Um, I used to lose my voice, but I haven't lost my voice for a long time and I don't know why – but actually – I can take it back to probably four or five years ago was the last time that I really lost my voice. And that was when I did the four-phase fat elimination protocol, gave up foods that didn't suit me, and I haven't had that vulnerability. I haven't, you know, like unless I am really pushing it, and that would be something like what you've done, Karen, where you've gone to New Zealand, you come home, you're home a day, you're off to the next place. I remember... Um, I, I can't remember the exact sequence of events, but I was on the go for months and I got home and I was that bone tiredness. And I said to Howard, I said, you know what? I am not coming into work today. I need to just be in the home, be in the kitchen and just pamper. And I had made myself a broth the night before and all I did all day was eat broth. The next day I was back and ready to go. So... For me, sometimes it's about saying, I just need time. Mine is in the kitchen. I, like mm. that's where I nurture myself is is I get in that kitchen. Um, like at the moment, um, I'm with Casey in New Zealand and all I am is in that kitchen cooking for her. You know, she's got exams. She's having a health expression. Um, and I'm just trying to get her through this. So I'm, I'm in the kitchen all the time. And I noticed last night I was feeling a little bit run down and a little bit of a sore throat because I'm not only just in the kitchen. When I'm not in the kitchen, I'm rewriting Changing Habits, Changing Lives. So that's Penguin has finally said yes and we'll have it ready for you by the end of, you know, the docu- or by the time the documentary is ready to get out. So it's, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I better get going on this. You know, I've been talking about it all year. Um, so I'm doing both. Anyway, I was feeling a little bit, you know, vulnerable. And so this morning I got up, got a glass of water, put two drops of oregano into it had broths. Um, I've made, um, I had already made some beef cheek broth. So I did the beef cheek broth, had some other broths, did some fermented foods, oregano, and I am back, back on. No sore throat, no nothing, ready, ready for the next day. So yeah. That's kind of the key, isn't it? Like nipping it in the butt when you can. It's a bit hard when when you're in the air, but maybe even that's a lesson for us to take things, you know, on, on board maybe. But uh, they say hospitals and aeroplanes are two of the most unhealthiest places oh. to be. So if you're a little bit compromised or tired or feeling emotional, it's probably the most vulnerable place to be, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah, look, yeah. I, I think it's about having a toolkit and mm. I think you need to have it with you all the time. So one of the things that Changing Habits released today was the, um, the quick hunger fix and it was looks some- so nice. Yeah, I know. It looks really cool. And, and, you know, it was so funny because I'm over here and even though I'd been working on that for two years, um, I wasn't there for the launch, which is hard because I didn't know exactly, you know, what was happening. So, I, you know, I knew the hunger fix because that's what I'd done, but I didn't realise my beautiful team had created this amazing lunchbox and um, recipe cards as well as um, a mason jar for drinking out of. Mm. And I, I, I got the um, newsletter as I'm over here in New Zealand in this little apartment and I get this newsletter and I'm like going, FOMO, 
don't let all the lunch boxes go. Don't let all the mason jars go. Don't take, let's just keep one for me. I think it's that little toolkit that I've always had the lunch box. You know, I've got a, um, I got my lunch box. It's very similar to the Changing Habits one when I bought my Prius. And I take it everywhere. Every day it is with me. And in that is my toolbox, whether it's my lunch box or whether it's my oregano oil or, um, which I'm finding, you know, one of the most amazing oils. It's anti-parasitic, it's anti-fungal, um, it's wonderful. And I, I'm taking clove oil now um, because there's a lot of mould in New Zealand, Kimmy. I hope you know mm. that. Mm. I know it's a mold. big problem I, there. I've got it in your burner. I've got a burner over here and I've got the mould, the clove and the oregano going in the burner at the moment. So... Just um, making sure there's no mould in the house, no fungi in the house, no, no parasites in the house. <laughs> so, Cindy, tell us why you're in New Zealand then. What's, what's happening with your beautiful girl? And give us the, the synopsis on that and how you guys have got disciplined, if that's the focus of today, on what you've done to pull in, get tight and actually work through this. Well, I think we've I partly told the story, but we didn't know the full extent of what had actually happened. But... Back April of 2014, Casey had her wisdom teeth out, told the anesthesiologist and her surgeon that she had never had any drugs whatsoever. They said to her, we'll give you antibiotics um, prescription when you're out of the operation. And she told me that. And I said, honey, that's fine. If you need them, you need them. If you don't, you just, you just hang on to the prescription. Well, as she exits the operation, the anesthesiologist said, oh, we gave you, we've already given you antibiotics. And she said, what do you mean? Oh, we gave them to you intravenously. So they had given her broad spectrum antibiotics, one of the most unbelievable antibiotics for the microbiome. It destroys it. They had given it to her. Um, and so what had happened is that when she told me, I said, right, honey, we need to do broth fermented foods. You've got to be really careful on this. So she was doing that and then she went overseas, she went to Canada, she went to Bali and as each month progressed, she got bloated tummy, indigestion, she did the four-phase fat elimination protocol. When she was on that, she was unbelievable, no bloated tummy, no problems. The minute she'd introduce foods, it would be a disaster, an absolute disaster, inflammation, sore stomach, bloated um, and I said, honey, you cannot live on the four-phase fat elimination protocol. You know, that's um, a very, very um, limited diet. I don't want you living. You can't live on it. So she, I said to her, I think you need to do gaps. And she just said, it's too hard, mum. I just want to do the four-phase and deal with it this way. And so, you know, she's 24. I can't stop her doing that. So she finished the four-phase had uh, a teaspoon of peanut butter, rang me, I was in Australia, she's in New Zealand, rang me in extreme pain, doubled over in the bathroom crying, just saying, Mum, I don't know what to do, I don't know what I've done, I had a teaspoon of peanut butter, that's it, I just don't know. And I just said, well, honey, I think it must be SIBO, you know, it's just those little buggers producing hydrogen and methane and blowing up your stomach to the, an extension that is so painful. But it just wasn't making any sense to me because, you know, the SIBO love the FODMAPs, which is your, um, your sugars. 
So I was a little bit confused about the whole matter and I, um, I read and read and read, you know, like when I'm absolutely confused and I can't even find an answer for my daughter, I just read and read and read and I find that life's amazing. Um, and at the Wellness Summit I met um, an amazing woman who had these amazing cultures. Her, she's, culture, she's called um, um, Cultured Wellness and that's her company and her name is um, Kirsty. And I knew she had been through hell with her gut and had done the GAPS program and had really found some wonderful cultures to help through the GAPS program. So I called her because I was confused about what do I do with Casey, where do I go? You know, it's really hard as a mother to help um, when you're so emotional. So I needed to find somebody that could help through this. So through with my nutritionists and talking to them and then knowing that Kirsty had done um, the GAPS protocol and had gotten through it and helped her children through it, um, I decided to ask for Kirsty's help and Casey um, had a Skype consultation with her and um, put her on a, a version of the GAPS and three days of absolute um, hell with her it was. I was with her that whole time and we... You know, like she, I'll tell you what was happening. So she was anxious, irritable, um, bloated tummy, couldn't take any food in, completely sensitive to everything. Um, she, uh, she would fall asleep on eating. So as she ate, you could see this veil over her eyes. She was turning a very pale colour, no rosy cheeks, grey under her eyes, yellow eyes um, or just a yellow tinge to her eyes and I was just looking at her knowing something was wrong and in that three days it was just horrible in that first three days when we were, were first on the GAPS program or Kirsty's version of the GAPS program and then Kirsty said there were three weeks of not, it won't be nice. So after seven days, and, and Casey has allowed me to tell this story. So after seven days, Casey rang me and she would have ups and downs and tiredness and closing down and falling asleep in class and not coping and brain fag and confusion. And, oh, gosh, it was just, it was terrible. And I was in, New Zealand, in Australia and she's in New Zealand. And on the seventh day, she rang me and she said, Mom, I'm passing parasites. And I said, Really? And she said, yeah. And so this is a good thing because all of a sudden we're realising that it's parasites of the problem. So we'd done a stool test and everything and the stool test has come back and, yes, she's got three parasites in there that she could have picked up from overseas. But what had happened is she was in a vulnerable situation with the decimation of her microbiome by those broad-spectrum antibiotics. She goes overseas and obviously... Um, picks up parasites and is so vulnerable that these parasites have just taken over. And in 21 days, she has eliminated, I, I can't tell you, untold, untold parasites. What, you see them? Yes. 
And is she taking anything specifically to eliminate them or is it just through the GAPS diet? It's the GAPS diet. That's amazing. It's the changing of the environment. It's the changing of the environment. It's so she takes um, every morning she wakes up and has water with apple cider vinegar. Yeah. She is only allowed to have um, basically broths, meats, um, cruciferous vegetables, pate, and she's allowed bulletproof coffee, which she just loves. (laughs) So bulletproof coffee is um, coconut oil and butter. And so it's a very non-vegan diet, Karen, (laughs) non-vegan all the way. (laughs) Do you know, I'm actually just, you know what I've just done? I have literally just typed into Google, GAPS diet for vegans. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's so funny. But it's a very, very non-vegan diet. I can hear that. And in seven days, (coughs) she has changed the environment. So in that time, she has taken nothing else. But then we have a Skype call with Kirsty every week and Kirsty gives her something else to do and every time Kirsty gives her something else to do it obviously stretches her body and she closes down but more parasites go so it was the beginning of um so she was she had to do coffee enemas probiotic enemas oregano oil through first of all the skin She's had to do enzyme therapy and this has all been a progression. It's not been you do everything at once. So we changed the environment and then we made it harder for them to live in. And, and I can tell you guys that some of them are a foot long. Oh what? My God. Yeah, she's completely and this is, this is what's been causing her problems. But, and I, you know, I, I, there's one thing I've always said about Casey is that she's always been my guide. She's taught me so much in her 24 years. And I have never, ever considered that a Western, clean living, healthy female could possibly be infested with parasites. And it has opened up a whole new world for me. And what's amazing is that all of her friends have now started to learn what she's doing. She's now able to discuss it, talk about it. And she had some friends around and I kind of was listening in on the conversation. And they were all saying, I have a bloated tummy. I'm always sick. I've always got indigestion. I've got this. And so I started to research parasites. And do you know that when they look at cadavers, um, 98% in the US have parasites of some sort. And I'm, I'm going, my gosh, could many of the people that, don't, that can't figure out what's happening in their life, could it be that they have some sort of parasite? So... Humans have lived with parasites their whole, we've always done it. It's when they become, they overrun the body that the body starts to have symptoms. So what happened is that with, with, you know, with the broad spectrum (coughs) antibiotics and everything happening is that she obviously got overrun by them. But I'm happy to tell you that after four weeks, we are having more highs than lows. We're having more good days than bad days. The shutting down after eating has stopped. The 
the nutri her cheeks are rosy. Oh my gosh, to see her with rosy cheeks is just a mother's, just, it's bliss. It's absolutely bliss. And it's, you know, like, it's so funny. Um, Kim, I, I ran into a friend of ours here in New Zealand. For 20 years, she has had these issues. Mm and has had no answers, has been on antidepressants, been put on antidepressants because nobody has an answer for her. And all of a sudden she was listening to everything that Casey's been going through and she says, that's me, that's me, that's me. And so she feels like for the first time in her life that she may have an answer and may have an answer to this. And what's interesting here in New Zealand, there's an amazing professor I, look, I've been researching this. It's just, it's just opened up a new world for me. But there's this professor here that um, he's a specialist in parasites and getting rid of them. And um, he's looking at parasites are really good at shutting down um, the TH2 immune system. Um, and that's the immune system that um, creates allergies so when parasites and allergies come in, the TH2 immune system sparks up and it gets rid of it. But the parasites are really good at shutting it down. So he's doing research to find out what is it that is the parasite get, give out to the body that shuts the TH2 immune system down because he's hoping that he can actually start to help people with severe allergies. But while I'm reading this information, I'm like going, well, if the parasites are shutting down the TH2 system, immune system, then before it shuts it down, then could many of the food sensitivities <coughs> that people are now getting mm. actually be the parasite? And the body pushing the TH2 immune system up. Because some people will say, well, sometimes I think I've got it all figured out, what foods affect me and what I'm sensitive to and what I inflame to. And then in the next breath they go, but I thought I was okay with this food and then that caused this problem. And so that there's this higgledy-piggledy in what, what people are figuring out, what's good for them and what's not good for them and what's working and what's not working. And it's actually, um, like I said, my... My daughter is my guide. I have learned so much in the last four weeks. And what happened is that she, she started a protocol, a new protocol. She got lost in the car. Um, Kirsty said to her, do not leave the house when you do this, this procedure. You are to stay in the house. You are not to leave the house. Anyway, she did this procedure for the second time and it was, it was horrific. It, it created um, irritation. Um, she just started crying. She, it was terrible. And I'm on the phone in Australia to her in New Zealand and I did a meditation with her. I read her a book called Rolling Thunder. I just kept reading and reading and reading. For about an hour and 15 minutes, we were on the phone to each other and at the end of that hour and 15, she said, Mum, I think I can go to sleep now. Thank you. And so I hung up the phone to her but it was the most her angst time for me so in 10 minutes I packed my bag <laughs> I just packed I threw stuff in I didn't even know what I was throwing in I just threw stuff in and got on the next plane and I've been here ever since 
So just to go through all her procedures and be here when she's going through those those horrible times because when those parasites die, which is what she's doing, she's killing them, as they die, they give off um, toxins and those toxins affect the brain, affect the body. She feels like she's done a workout when she hasn't. They give sore muscles. Um, it's just, it's just um, I've been amazing watching her body expel these parasites. Um, and in the meantime, when she's at university trying to do exams, because she's had five exams on Monday, two on Tuesday, so it's full-on study and exams, third year, you know, fourth, fifth year university she's at, so it's just, you know, full-on. I'm, I'm rewriting Changing Habits, Changing Lives. And um, so, yeah, that's why I'm here. And it's really important that I look after myself because most of my time is in the kitchen. When I'm not rewriting, I'm in the kitchen preparing foods. And this is not for the faint-hearted. This is something that we have to change the environment of the gut in order for it to, to <coughs> expel... Um, parasites and to get the microbiome back again and to heal the gaps in the intestinal lining because what's happening is that she's got so many gaps whenever she eats a protein that protein goes into the body and the body does a full-on allergic attack on it so she's sensitive to every food <laughs> known to man these days um, but that's getting better she's um as we heal the gut she'll be able to eat more foods and as the parasites leave she'll get more nutrition um, and she'll feel better and, and, you know, as each day passes, that, that's happening. How but, do you know when the parasites have gone? And can you sit on the loo after her and get them? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, some of them are contagious, definitely. Um, they are contagious. Um, but you've got to realise that if you have a good immune system, which I have, and a good gut, and I've never had antibiotics, then you can resist for the most part, these worms. So, you know, I did parasitology in university and I used to see infestations in, on humans and you always saw it in developing countries because they had poor nutrition, um, their immune systems were down, their, their, no doubt their guts were not given the, the food that it needed in order to be healthy. And so you saw these infestations with these people. And we have to realise that now in our Western life, that our microbiome is being decimated, not only by antibiotics, broad spectrum, but by antacids, by the pill with women, um, with herbicides, broad spectrum herbicides don't only destroy the bacteria and weeds in the ground, they destroy the bacteria in our gut. Um, I was in Cornwall Park walking. Cornwall Park's my sanctuary here. Every morning I get up and I go walking in Cornwall Park in Auckland. They're spraying herbicide. Do you know that I have emailed and phoned Cornwall Park and asked, what is the herbicide you're spraying? You know, because, but they won't tell me. They will not tell me what it is. I'm actually going to keep going with it. I'm going to find out what it is. But So I can't walk in Cornwall Park where they're spraying and, you know, it's like, what are we doing? Mm. And, you know, the fact that most of her young girlfriends and boys, the boys are talking about it too, are all saying when they went overseas, they caught something or when they had gastro, they caught, you know, they've never been right since or one of the boys was saying he had went to a Bucks party and he's never been right since. 
So we, we're not as robust as we used to be and I think it would be prudent. Like my whole family now wants to do this. You know, it's like they're all going, right, we're all doing it, you know. Yeah, I'm but, sitting here thinking I want to do it. I'm looking, I'm, I'm right now, I'm looking for like what I can do <clears throat> where I can get started. Yeah, there's tinctures, you know. You know, Karen, you're probably not in the state that Casey was in. Mm-hmm. So there's tinctures and wormwood is is one of the things that they do, um, oil of oregano. Um, you'll see there's par de artico, artico. It's a, a, a South American bark and the, the South Americans have used it forever for anti-parasitics. Um, there's, you know, there's... There's lots of um, antiparasitics around and there's a lot of companies that do capsules. So you can do a course of these capsules um, that have got a combination of, of all of these, um, you know, of, of what all of them are. Um, now, I did write up some of them. Let me just um, get to that point where um, I've written it because, you know, it's just been... Um, like I said, just an amazing journey for me at the moment, just understanding all of these tinctures that people have. So I've seen um, if you go to, uh, what are they called, Ayurvedic. Oh, if you yeah. go to Ayurvedic, they actually um, are very good with some amazing um, preparations. You can actually go online to the Umundi Medicine Man. Yes, he's got, he's a got really good some one. really good. Yeah. I just got some recently, yeah. He's got some really good can ones. Can the doctors come back even though you put your stools in? <laughs> you know, you can do standard stool tests, but they can come back clear. Does That doesn't necessarily mean it's not the case, does it? Well, what's interesting is when Casey's um, came back, there were three parasites um, that were indicated and I went online to have a look at them and then nothing like what's coming out. So uh, they haven't caught every parasite. And I don't know how many... It looked like they only tested for five. Now, in America, they're testing for 17. And so when I look it up on Google, and I'm no, you know, parasitologist, um, so I really don't know and I, I, I would like to find out. But when I do look, I do look at um, what it could possibly be and it's one of the more common worms um, that, is in humans um, that I seem Cindy, to see. Cindy, if you Google intestinal parasites, oh, my God, the images. I know. It don't do oh it. Oh, my God. No, don't do it. It's just um, it's quite scary. It's quite scary. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But we, we, you know, as humans have lived with parasites for a long time. And if you read the book An Epidemic of Absence, you realise that um, – when we are absent of these microbes and parasites, they, or when we do have them, they actually strengthen us. It's only when <coughs> they become overrun in our, in our intestinal tract or in our body that they cause illness. So some parasites are there. So if you go to the medical textbooks and have a look what you do, you, you take an antiparasitic medication. They've got them. There's broad spectrum ones. There's specific ones. There's everything. So they will address it that way and sometimes we will have to address parasites that way. But if you do not change the environment of the gut when you eliminate those parasites, they will come back. And what's interesting is I was doing a talk and a lady came up to me and she said, my son has had, and I mentioned nothing about parasites, but she said, my son for the last 12 months 
has had a parasite and we give him the antiparasitic medicine and six to eight weeks later it comes back and we know because he, the symptoms all come back. And he, he's, she said, we've done six courses and nothing's, you know, it's not staying away. And I said, well, you have to change the environment of the gut so the parasite doesn't want to come back. And that, you know, because you've got eggs, you've got life cycles, you've got everything happening in there. You've got adults that produce the eggs and that, you know, so you've got to create the environment in the gut. And the only way you're going to do that is to change the food that you're consuming. And there are many different ways of doing that. Um, and that could be through, uh, you know, the things that I was talking about, the Pada Artico, which is the, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, Pada Artico, it's P-A-U-D-A-R-C-O. So um, there's that, it's, it's a it's, tea. It's pronounced Pada Arco. Pada Arco, thank you. So that's a tea. Um, and I was just trying to find the, um, I don't have all or maybe this is the one where I talk about because I've been writing about I've written 18 pages every day I talk about in the pages to myself I write how Casey's feeling what's happening how far she's progressed um where we are in it um so it's a garlic barberry black walnut hulls clove uh, oregano oil and wormwood are the things that seem to be what everybody's talking about. And when you look at mm. all the tinctures and the herbs and what everyone's um, putting together, that's what they seem to put together. And there's one that I was looking at which was really interesting and um, it was where he believes that black walnut holes, wormwood and common clove should be taken because one is for the adult, one is for um, like um, to change the environment in the stomach and the other one is for the the eggs and he has a whole protocol around um, doing it so it's just there's so much information I like I it I love how my daughter teaches me you know I said to her thank you darling I wish you didn't go through this but thank you because you've taught me so much and you know I did parasitology but I didn't think I'd have to deal with it the way I, it is here now and and the fact that there are so many people that are now um, and young people that are talking about like Casey was just talking to one of her best friends in Perth and she's having the same issues as Casey so she's gone for the, the stool test <laughs> so that you do the feet you can do the fecal test and you can at least get an idea of what's happening. I've got a friend at the moment whose daughter has she's had gut issues ever since she was little and yes, was given antibiotics and she's always been the one that's always had a sore tummy, you know, like mm. as a young girl has always had something wrong with her tummy or not always felt great, always said that she's had a sore tummy. And then recently her skin has really flared up and now she's got a really sore tummy and 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 she's emailed me saying, what can I do? And I'm just thinking, what what do people do? Well, I mean, I don't know where to send her. She's been to Asia a couple of times. Mm. She's been on the pill. She's had antibiotics. She's used chemicals in her skincare. She's always eaten fairly well but has also had things like rice and pasta and bread and things like that. But she's probably the one that's the most careful in the whole family because it hurts her. Mm. What What do you do? Well, you know, depending on 
Um, who, who do you see? I mean, we all don't have a mother like Cindy who's going to come and live with us for four weeks and help us eradicate this and cook everything. What does the mother do that's full-on busy? She's got four other kids or, you know, husbands or life or, or business or, I mean, who who's the first port of call? What's the first thing you do? Mm. Well, <laughs> you know what? I, this, is, this is hard. I, I agree. This is not easy and Casey did do this for the first two weeks she did it all by herself um and I only came over because it was like I can do this I've got two weeks where I've got no no talks no nothing happening so I was able to do it but the mother that's coaching her um and who is a very you know I've always said that mothers change the world here is an intelligent woman mother who was desperate for her children to be well and herself to be well because she had a child that had been diagnosed autistic, non-verbal autistic, another child that after vaccination had died I think 13 or 14 times and it was just fortunate that her husband was a nurse and they kept resuscitating, resuscitating, resuscitating. And as Kirsty says, she doesn't want to vilify the vaccine, but obviously she had passed onto her children a poor microbiome. And as a result of a poor microbiome, then, you know, you put more toxins into the body, the bodies can't cope. And we also talk about genetics and there's, you know, the MTHFR gene, which is being shown to be where... Um, creates real problems and decreases levels of zinc and B6. And if a child does have this gene, then the likelihood of them being able to expel toxins gets harder and harder and so their body can't deal with it and it it's becomes a nightmare. So um, she just started to research. And as a mother with two young children, she had to do this. And sometimes you've got to button down the, the hatches and do it. Look at um, Joe jo, um, Winton, Quirky, Quirky Joe. She, you know, Quirky Cooking. Four kids. She did the GAPS protocol. The husband left. <laughs> he left for three weeks while she started it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, you know, sometimes you have, to, and a lot of people do GAPS just by reading the book. You know, my two nutritionists, Sheridan and... Um, Jordan, Jordan are both um, GRAPS certified. So it's about finding somebody who can help you through this or you read the book and you do it yourself. The thing is, is I think it's really good to have a coach because there are things that happen and you're just wondering what's happening? Why is this happening? Why do I feel like this? And it's nice to be able to call somebody and just say, what's happening and they calm you down and they say, well, this is what's happening right now. The, the parasites are dying and they're letting off toxins and that's why you're aching and that's why you feel so horrible. So if you, um, you know, if you read, I'm just reading a website at the moment and it says parasites can cause great damage to the human body, weakening our immune systems and causing disease. 
This is why even though it is quite normal for parasites to cycle through our bodies, it is very important to eliminate them on a regular basis. Getting rid of all parasites would be absolutely impossible using clinical medicines. They can kill only one or two parasites each. Such medicines also tend to make you very ill. Imagine taking 10 such drugs to kill a dozen of your parasites. And that's what the GAPS program does and what Kirsty um, is doing is changing the environment so that the body kills it. So there's, they cannot live in the environment that Kirsty is creating in the gut. So um, for, for this woman, she's going to have to just go, well, this is the predicament I'm in. I need to learn and I need to make the effort. And I, I, I keep thinking, you know, this health retreat that I've, that I've imagined all my life and this 60 acres that I've purchased, perhaps it'll be a place uh, like a, even not a hospital, but a place where people can come and spend that three or four weeks beginning this protocol and being able to do this as a family. Maybe there's a family home there and they come in as a family for four weeks and um, live there and, and um, have somebody monitoring them and saying it's okay. And one of the things that um, Kirsty has said is you push through it. So when Casey started the oregano oil, she was told to put one drop on her uh, wrist and she puts it on her wrist. Within 10 minutes, her, both her hands flare up. She only put it on one wrist. Her whole arm flares up red. She just reacts to the oregano oil. Um, and so then, so I said, honey, just maybe, you know, put it with a carrier oil. I'm thinking of you, Kim. And I say, put it with a carrier oil, put some you know, some other oils on, just don't put it directly on the skin. And um, so the next day I emailed Kirsty and I said, look, this is what happened. And she said, push through it, do it again tomorrow and see what happens. So Casey puts it on the next day and she can handle it. There's no reaction. So Kirsty says, now put two drops on your wrists. Now, Casey's now at the point where she puts three drops in her mouth. So one in the morning, one in the, but with water, by the way. So don't anybody do this until they, they see someone or contact our office or please don't do this unsupervised unless you've read the information, you know what this is about. Mm. Um, be very careful of this. So we, you know, with coaching, she's now doing three drops in water, um, you know, I mean, one drop in water three times a day and coping and doing well. So it's, um, yeah, um, so it's, it's very, very important that people do not do this unless they, uh, you know, have had, um, have you know. Actually got some advice. And you need advice on this. <clears throat> and I but think as Chris you said, you, 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 you push through it. I think your point was... Um, profound there where you said to have a coach to have somebody to actually work through it with you mm. because a lot of the time we're self-medicating too because um, mm. I was just actually doing a whole stack of research because although my symptoms are nowhere near Casey's you know I, I look at my background and upbringing and it's nothing like yours and Kim's and um, I look at all the gut issues and all of that that I've continued to have for most of my life and this all just sounds like, oh, my God, this could be my answer. This could be my answer. Um, but you don't eat meat. But I don't eat – no, I don't eat meat. So um, so now I'm thinking to myself, well, 
I could dive headlong into this and just do it myself, buy the stuff online. Yep, so I almost got to the point of buying it, <laughs> some stuff just then. <laughs> and then and I, I've just read what you've said, Karen. You know, I just mm. read an article from the US saying wormwood wasn't a good supplement as it causes numbness in arms and legs, delirium and paralysis caused by neurological symptoms. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, just, I just was looking at, a, at something about el- at eliminating parasites and it was a... Um, a document written by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration, mm. um, and it was a statement done for the Center for Science in the Public Interest, and it just says there that. Um, but listen, anything, any of those oils can be, you know, there's a lot of very toxic oils out there um, that should not be used, and, and the key that you both said is it's just not don't self medicate. You want to go under somebody who is very au fait and knows what they're talking about, and then you can use these oils in the medicinal way they're intended. But I would not be taking wormwood or even oregano without having it diluted or making sure that you know the drops. So, so many people buy oregano oil from the health food store and just willy nilly put numbers of drops all into the glass and. It's it's a very potent oil to take orally, and I mean we're not even allowed to take oils orally in the southern hemisphere. It's 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 considered, um, you know, a, a, against the TGA laws here to teach it. However, oregano you can buy in the shops, but most of the oreganos you buy in a health food store are diluted in an olive oil. So what you were saying before, Cindy, is absolutely right, and and building our bodies up to it. But you just don't want people turning around and taking a teaspoon of this stuff, you know. Um, and that happens. People don't read the labels and and then they give things like aromatherapy or herbal medicine a bad name. So I think the thing I've taken from this, we started off talking about discipline and I know we've kind of gone in a whole, but even this is the this discipline is of taking discipline. care of ourselves. Absolutely. But this is complete discipline. If I watch my daughter... She is completely disciplined in this. She has not wavered from what she has to do despite the hell her body is going through. And whether we do it with medications or whether we do it with pada artica, whatever, however you say that bloody thing, and that's what we're using is, is the oregano oil and that. It doesn't matter um, what we use. That. We have to kill the parasite. You mm. cannot keep it alive. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I, I think it's. I think this is. This is probably. This has been the most amazing podcast. I've been busting to hear how she's been going. Mm. And I think that um, this is kind. Of, I think you know the question that you raised earlier, Cindy. In, in and I was just reading another article there that yeah definitely confirms says that eighty five percent of people in the USA. Um, are, are suspected with having parasites and 75% of Australians are now suspected with having parasites. Mm. And um, I think that this is an amazing question to start to explore. I think, it's, I think it, it could be, you know, a profound answer for those that can, can't find answers. Um, you know, if we, can, if we can go and poo in a jar. That's my only concern, to be quite upfront about the whole situation. <laughs> Worry, all cases done a few things that you just do. They've got little scooper pooper scooper things, darling. No, precious heart. No, no, no. I'm sorry. There is no there is no world in which that is civilized. Um, just think of it as as a light chocolate mousse or something. Don't I don't be know. Just so just, disgusting. Just, oh, just try it. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know who you people one are. 
one of the things I really want to say here is that this is by no means a consultation or we do not expect anybody to do this unless they have spoken to their healthcare practitioner. Mm. This is just a story about a young girl and getting to the bottom of her health issues Mm. that have happened for the last 12 months. And I think that this is a disclaimer to everybody Yeah, that um, this is not advice, this is just a story. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just needed people to... I agree. I think you've done the right thing because I think... You've got, with something like this, it's so significant. The person does actually have to make sure that they go and get it seen to and not so self-diagnose. No, no right. self-diagnosis. Like, you, know, <coughs> you can buy antiparasitic um, herbs off the shelves. You can do that. Um, but just, you know, I think people need to. Um, so, Cindy, would you say look for someone like um, like maybe, I mean, would Kristen, is it Kirsten? Kirsty. Oh, Kirsty. We don't, she, she may end up being inundated <laughs> she, here. Yeah. Um, She's but, already, but, um, I've, I've already sent people, a couple of people. But there to must her. be more Kirsties. Yes. So maybe, um, maybe when you write up the notes for the show, if you could maybe include if Kirsty has any other ideas or thoughts around that for people. Would you recommend also maybe looking at an Ayurvedic practitioner, medical practitioner, maybe a medical home um, aromatherapist? Like I'm just asking, you know, the sorts of people that could start your quest and and really, and then of course looking at Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride's book, mm. um, the Gut and Psychology Syndrome book, All Around the Gaps. Follow Quirky Joe. Ask Joe's so active in mm. her quirky cooking page that she may indeed have some thoughts and ideas around where to go. She's got a podcast that talks all about gaps and off the well on the wellness couch that she talks about her journey. And I'd, you know, like maybe rather than panicking or going, do you think that these would be fairly good starting points? Maybe rather than a traditional doctor or a doctor that's got open minds and views around this. Well, um, I would definitely go to an integrative doctor. Um, I read Amy Myers on parasites. So Amy Myers is a medical doctor in the US. So there's lots of integrative um, medical doctors around. So if you have an integrative medical doctor around um, you, I would definitely go to them, talk to them about parasites and cleansers. Um, Definitely GAPS practitioners. So remembering that Sheridan and Jordan are both um, qualified GAPS practitioners that might be um, what we need to do. There's Carlos Sanchez, you know, he's a CAPS, CAPS friend, a practitioner. He's on in Noosa. So there are a lot of people that you can see. If you go to your general practitioner, they would probably, um, I don't know if they, they, they're looking at this at the moment. I have no idea. I was, um, reading, I was reading an article, Cindy, they said um, that the general practitioner, your general <clears throat> your GP doesn't necessarily know how to identify it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and they're not trained. We can't knock them for that. Like they're not. They they probably have no idea what's going on in the world out there. So, you know, I think someone like Dr. Carlos Sanchez, who's also GAPS trained, at least these people and and ask if they're GAPS trained. Ask if they're GAPS qualified or certified, and mm-hmm. at least that way you know they've been having discussions around. Um, gut health and things like that 
and remembering that it is a protocol. It's not just the diet. There are other things to be done. So some of the things Casey has to do is some yoga moves. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's Which is the Ayurvedic principle. Yeah. And, and I just, we did a cooking class last week with a beautiful chef who is Ayurvedic trained and everything we ate, the, my recipe this week in my newsletter is a black sesame cake. I saw that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It some. is it is unbelievable. But she talked all about the warming and grounding qualities of sesame. If mm. when I, the times I've been to India, Jacob got really sick when we were over there, you know, and was very ill and we were going to someone's house. We were invited and I'm not kidding what happened. It was so beautiful to watch culture and tradition at its best. And when we arrived, one of the older mothers, Indian mother, looked at me and looked at Jacob and went, oh, and didn't speak very good English and went, not good. And Jacob was looking pale and mm. yellow and grey and all of those things. And she, and she took him by the hand. She did the typical hand on the head, placed her hands on his chest, felt his feet, his hands. It was almost like she was doing some sort of polarity balancing thing. Then they went and made it, the, the mothers and the women all talked. Then they made up a tincture. Then they put it on his forehead. Then they rubbed his mm. chest with a poultice. They held his stomach. And I just watched these women, which is really what, you know, maybe we would have done in time, like what you're doing with Casey in a way. You're, you're battening down the hatches. You're, you're, you're regrouping. You're placing your – and you cannot underestimate the loving, touching, healing energy of a mother's concern and and love, and even you know, even our love enough sometimes is enough to vibrationally. When Karen, when you were talking about you know altering the vibrational energy, I bet you if your mum had been on the plane with you and she had hugged you or held you, like there's nothing like a mum. I mean, I fall apart when my mother hugs me. You know, it's yeah. like, but fall apart in the sense of surrendering and knowing that someone else is carrying the load. It's there's so many arms to good health and I think the discipline of good health which is what I, I feel like we could go on with this podcast but it's just so powerful what you've said both of you around making sure you do things that really do support you to bring the body back into harmony mm. when it's getting these whispers or screams and you know what you know what Kim is that I said to Casey four weeks ago when this started I said honey why did you not tell me how bad this was? And she said, Mommy, I thought it was in my head. Mm. She thought I was, I was imagining it. I thought it's, you know, because it, it was different all the time. So, Or the other thing, Cindy, is mm. we become so used to it that we actually start thinking this is the new normal. Yeah. We don't actually realise what it's like. Like very overweight, unhealthy people actually don't know what it feels like to be healthy. So there's no... That's why a lot of them struggle so hard. Or for someone that has, my, like my husband, I'm, I'm just, he's been told for years he's had parasites and he belches after every meal and he gets uncomfortable and then he's really tired and he's tried different protocols over the years and been very disciplined around it. And I think what you're saying here is that just because you kill one parasite doesn't mean to say you're going to, get rid of them all or at different stages it's it's a very big commitment isn't it mm, to get... it's, it's huge it's mm. it's been a very big commitment on her part and I'm so proud of her you know I'm just so proud that she's she's not folded and just keeps sticking to it and uh, but it, it's and, and, amazing how what? much it affects the brain as well you know irritability anxiety 
um, hopelessness oh. sometimes. It's just it's unbelievable how much it affects the brain, these, these parasites. And as we've been talking about each of the parasites, each one of them has the ability to do different things, either causing the irritability or the frustration or the uh, aches and pains. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I've just been listening to a podcast all about the discipline of having less and it's such a, an awesome podcast um, and he, he's just brilliant. This guy has been speaking over in all sorts of places around the world and I, I will – I will talk about this on another podcast, but mm. he is absolutely the disciplined pursuit of having less. It's just, it's amazing all about the way we're so overwhelmed with so much now that, and it's almost like the gut is overwhelmed, the brain's overwhelmed, we've got information overwhelmed, we've got stress overwhelmed, we've got so many things overwhelming us on all levels. No wonder. These parasites must be having a ball with humans at the moment. They're so, <laughs> it's like perfect environments for them. They're having major parties. <laughs> I think so. I think they're having major parties is right. <laughs> okay, so to sum up for people so that we can give them a little sum up here around discipline, what's your you know, three, four, five top tips around if someone's having a health expression right now, be it a sore throat, what we started with, or a major crisis with what's been happening with, with beautiful Casey, Karen, what would be your, your top one, two, five go-tos? Um, well, again, I like, to, I like to take it from a mental approach. So I'd be thinking to yourself, well, if I'm feeling sick or if, not, if things are not going well for me, how am I participating in this experience? Because <clears throat> we are all participating in everything all the time. So how am I contributing it to it mentally, emotionally and physically? So um, that would definitely be my number one tip. And then see what's there physically, see what's there mentally, and see what's there emotionally, and then get to work on all of them. Take a multi-pronged attack because when we do that, you know, we get to see the gift in the experience rather than being in resistance to the experience. So we get to actually see, well, what was there for me in terms of what I could learn? And you might think that you're just making it up <clears throat> because it's just coming from your own mind. But, you know, even though it feels like it comes from nowhere, it's always coming from somewhere. So use everything to your advantage. Use everything that you're experiencing to your advantage and, and, and go in ferocious pursuit of the best version of yourself. Mm. So, yeah, that's my top tip. Mm, love it. What about you, Cindy? Mm, um, I think have a toolkit. I, I, Karen, you reminded me of my father. You know, my dad always says that. So tick for you. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful tick for you um but for me I think it's about having a toolkit and I guess my toolkit yeah. is my foods um my camu camu your essential oils Kimmy I must admit um believing that whatever ever is happening to me is for a higher purpose so instead of being angry at the doctor um which I was and I try not to be that you know, gave this broad spectrum antibiotic, I have to realise that that's not, it's not about that. It's actually about um, a growth and a more understanding and learning. So I guess that's my, my tips is toolkit, realise there's a higher purpose in what's happening, um, look for the higher purpose, don't look for the, you know, the, the crappy little thing underneath. 
um, yeah, I guess. Oh, you guys are amazing and I think it's such a powerful thing. It's, it is a whole, we are all whips, we're all works in progress. These are all mm-hmm. opportunities for learning and, and my tip would be do not Google intestinal parasites. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Oh, oh, I'm too scared to go to the toilet. <laughs> Imagine, so, look, one of them's got a face. Imagine going, turning oh, around, seeing that. Oh, that's where oh, Alien and all those dude. movies came from. Exactly, it does. They it just, from it. Lost in Space came from parasites. They, I'm they sure. all came from looking down the bloody barrel of a microscope. I'm telling you, it's wrong. It's wrong. Sickening. <laughs> I've just oh. had a beautiful week on a retreat away with a whole lot of people and it was just amazing. So and I've just I'm saying it. <laughs> no, thank you both. I, I feel oh, very no, this has been privileged. An amazing chat, mm. hasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Mm. yeah, I've missed you both. I oh, missed you right guys back too. At you. Yeah, well, when you and miss- I love all our listeners when they they write in and they whenever one of us is missing or there's thing, you know they everyone they love hearing the three of us and and you've got no idea, listeners, how much we love catching up and and it really is a beautiful this is how we talk this is how you are a fly on the wall whenever we get together and it is a privilege to know these two and they they are my I swear to you you're both my my you're my medical GPs when it comes to any area I go and listen to your podcast or I'll go and google you or I'll text you so I feel very blessed that we do this podcast I learn so much and I'm so gracious and grateful for what you both share. So on behalf of all the listeners, I'm saying that for you too and, and for the three of us, the conversation we have. Thank you. Thank you. And next time you can talk, Kim. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I God, really no, bad. no, I've loved it. Oh, I just, no. just realised I spoke the whole time. No, it's powerful. I tell you what, our listeners love it when you rave. <laughs> Absolutely. When when Missy Moo with no voice goes falling down the rabbit hole, we all go down there with you. When you go down into the world of parasitic bloody things, we're all with you. And I'll just I'll just play. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I love uh, you both. I, I love, love you too. the bits too. This yeah. has been amazing. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, guys. And, and tell Casey that we all say the biggest, fattest thank you to her for letting us learn through her too. So Yeah, I will. I'll let her know. Yeah. And, and the power of raising the vibration is that we all, when we those of us listening to this, that we just send a little prayer to her and every other person out there with a little gut issue and let's, let's help see if we can raise it vibrationally as well. I'm sure yeah. that would add, a, add another part to it. Absolutely. Sounds good. Sounds awesome. good. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the show. So there we go. We're only 12 minutes over, which isn't that bad. (laughs) That's not too bad. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure that you go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Post your comments there. And if you've got any suspicions or questions for any of us about today's podcast, just make sure that you put that information in there because I'm pretty confident. Like I'm probably going to, Crash tackle Cindy to the ground as soon as she flies in. I'll probably meet you at the airport, girlfriend. <laughs> She's actually packed her bag. She's on the next flight to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, because I can't wait. So, <laughs> so make sure that you guys let us know of any questions that you've got, you know, because if we can try and help you and support you, then, you know, that's obviously our job here. We, we really want to be a part of what you're going through. <clears throat> My voice is so irritating. Um, no, it's beautiful. It's quite sexy. I bet Matt's happy. Oh, do you think it's sexy? Hmm, very sexy. And and don't forget, you know, there's there's lots of things that you could swallow or gargle on that would probably Are help you quite for a real? lot. <laughs> Are you for real? You do 
<laughs> oregano oil that would be that's what i was talking exactly. about exactly and magnesium health spray a little exactly. bit of that doesn't go away and, and a little bit of lubrication with broth absolutely <laughs> i don't know where your mind went karen honestly honestly finish the podcast you know exactly where my mind went <laughs> skanky two dollar i'm sitting here i'm sitting here kimmy and i've got two fingers up <laughs> bye-bye now <laughs> all right so make sure that you also go to all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash for a chat and you can post your comments there so thanks for hanging in there with us we've absolutely loved today's podcast and hanging out with you join us here next week same time same station on up for a chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world we'll see you on the ride and i shall have my voice back by then love to you this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.